2 Samuel chapter 24. The Lord's anger burned against Israel again, and he stirred up David against them to say, Go, count the people of Israel and Judah. So the king said to Job, the commander of his army, Go through all the tribes of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, and register the troops so I can know their number. Job replied to the king, May the Lord your God multiply the troops a hundred times more than they are, while my Lord the king looks on. But why does my Lord the king want to do this? Yet the king's order prevailed over Job and the commanders of the army. So Job and the commanders of the army left the king's presence to register the troops for Israel. They crossed the Jordan and camped in Aroer, south of the town in the middle of the valley, and then proceeded toward Gad and Jazir. They went to Gilead and to the land of the Hittites and continued on to Dan John and around to Sidon. They went to the fortress of Tyre and all the cities of the Hivites and Canaanites. Afterward, they went to the Negev of Judah at Beersheba. When they had gone through the whole land, they returned to Jerusalem at the end of nine months and 20 days. Job gave the king the total of the registration of the troops. There were 800,000 fighting men from Israel and 500,000 men from Judah. David's conscience troubled him. After he had taken a census of the troops, he said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done. Now, Lord, because I have been very foolish, please take away your servant's guilt. When David got up in the morning, a revelation from the Lord had come to the prophet Gad, David's seer. Go and say to David, this is what the Lord says. I am offering you three choices. Choose one of them, and I will do it to you. So Gad went to David, told him the three choices, and asked him, Do you want three years of famine to come on your land, to flee from your foes three months while they pursue, while they pursue you, or to have a plague in your land three days. Now think it over and decide what answer I should take back to the one who sent me. David answered Gad. I have great anxiety because I have, David answered Gad. I have great anxiety. Please let us fall into the Lord's hands, because his mercies are great. But don't let me fall into human hands. So the Lord sent a plague on Israel 
from that morning until the appointed time from Dan to Beersheba. 70,000 men died. Then the angel extended his hand toward Jerusalem to destroy it. But the Lord relented concerning the destruction and said to the angel who was destroying the people, Enough, withdraw your hand now. The angel of the Lord was then at the threshing floor of Aruana, the Jebusite. When David saw the angel striking the people, he said to the Lord, Look, I am the one who has sinned. I am the one who has done wrong. But these sheep, what have they done? Please let your hand be against me and my father's family. <coughs> Gad, to, Gad came to David. Gad came to David. Gad came to David that day and said to him, Go up and set up an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Aruana, the Jebusite. David went up in obedience to Gad's command, just as the Lord had commanded. Aruana looked down and saw the king and his servants coming toward him. So he went out and bowed to the king with his face to the ground. Aruana said, Why is my lord the king come to his servant? David replied, to buy the threshing floor from you in order to build an altar to the Lord so the plague on the people may be halted. Aruana said to David, My Lord the king may take whatever he wants and offer it. Here are the oxen for a burnt offering and the threshing sledges and ox yokes for the wood. My king, Aruana, gives everything here to the king. Then he said to the king, May the Lord your God accept you. The king answered Aruana, No, I insist on buying it from you for a price, for I will not offer to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me anything. No, I insist on buying it from you for a price, for I will not offer to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. That cost me nothing. David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 20 ounces of silver. He built and altar to the Lord there and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Lord answered prayer on behalf of the land and the plague on Israel ended. Galatians chapter 4. Now I say that as long as the heir is a child, he differs in no way from a slave though he is the owner of everything. Instead, he is under guardians and stewards until the time set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were in slavery under the elemental forces of the world. 
when the time came to completion, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. But in the past, when you didn't know God, you were enslaved to things that by nature are not God's. But now, since you know God, or rather have become known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and bankrupt elemental forces? Do you want to be enslaved to them all over again? You observe special days, months, seasons, and years. I am fearful for you that perhaps my labor for you has been wasted. I beg you, brothers, become like me, for I also became like you. You have not wronged me. You know that previously I preached the gospel to you of a physical illness. You did not despise or reject me through my physical condition. You, you did not. You did not despise or reject me, though my physical condition was a trial for you. On the contrary, you received me as an angel of God, as Christ Jesus himself. What happened to this sense of being blessed? You had, for I testified to you that, if possible, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? They are enthusiastic about you, but not for any good. Instead, they want to isolate you so that you will be enthusiastic about them. Now, it is always good to be enthusiastic about good and not just when I am with you. My children, I am again suffering labor pains for you until Christ is formed in you. I would like to be with you right now and change my tone of voice because I don't know what to do about you. Tell me, those of you who want to be under the law, don't you hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave and the other by a free woman. But the one by the slave was born according to the impulse of the flesh, while the one by the free woman was born as a result of a promise. These things are illustrations for the woman, for the women, 
these things are illustrations for the women represent the two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai and bears children into slavery. This is Hagar. Now, Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother, for it is written, Rejoice, childless woman, who does not give birth, burst into song and shout, you who are not in labor, for the children of the desolate are many, more numerous than those of the woman who has a husband. Now you, brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise, but just as then, the child born according to the flesh persecuted the one born according to the spirit. So also now. But what does the scripture say? Drive out the slave and her son. For the son of the slave will never be a co-heir with the son of the free woman. Therefore, brothers... We are not children of the slave, but of the free woman. Ezekiel chapter 31. In the eleventh year, in the third month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, say to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to his hordes, who are you like in your greatness? Think of Assyria, a cedar in Lebanon, with beautiful branches and shady foliage, and of lofty height. Its top was among the clouds. The waters caused it to grow. The underground springs made it tall, directing the rivers all around the place where the tree was planted and sending their channels to all the trees of the field. Therefore, the cedar became great in height. Therefore, the cedar became greater in height than all the trees of the field. Its branches multiplied and its bows grew strong as it spread them out because of the plentiful water. All the birds of the sky nested in its branches, and all the animals of the field gave birth beneath its bows. All the great nations lived in its shade. It was beautiful in its greatness in the length of its limbs, for its roots extended to abundant water. The cedars in God's garden 
could not rival it. The pine trees couldn't compare with its branches, nor could the plane trees match its boughs. No tree in the garden of God could compare with it in beauty. I made it beautiful with its many limbs and all the trees of Eden which were in God's garden envied it. Therefore, this is what the Lord God says, since it became great in height and set its top among the clouds and it grew proud on account of its height, I determined to hand it over to a ruler of nations. He would surely deal with it. I banished it because of its wickedness. Foreigners, ruthless men from the nations, cut it down and left it lying. Its limbs fell on the mountains, and in every valley its bows lay broken in all the earth's ravines. All the peoples of the earth left its shade and abandoned it. All the birds of the sky nested on its fallen trunk, and all the animals of the field were among its bows. This happened so that no trees planted beside water would become great in height and set their tops among the clouds, and so that no other well-watered trees would reach them in height, for they have all been consigned to death, to the underworld, among the people who descend to the pit. This is what the Lord God says. I caused Grieving on the day the cedar went down to Sheol, I closed off the underground deep because of it. I held back the rivers of the deep, and its abundant waters were restrained. I made Lebanon mourn on account of it, and all the trees of the field fainted because of it. I made the nations quake at the sound of its downfall when I threw it down to Sheol to be with those who descend to the pit. Then all the trees of Eden, all the well-watered trees, the choice and best of Lebanon, were conforted in the underworld they too descended with it to Sheol, to those slain by the sword as its allies. They had lived in its shade among the nations. Who then are you like in glory and greatness among Eden's trees? You also will be brought down 
to the underworld to be with the trees of Eden. You will lie among the uncircumcised with those slain by the sword. This is Pharaoh and all his hordes. The declaration of the Lord God. Psalm 79. God, the nations have invaded your inheritance, desecrated your holy temple, and turned Jerusalem into ruins. They gave the corpses of your servants to the birds of the sky for food, the flesh of your godly ones to the beasts of the earth. They poured out their blood like water all around Jerusalem, and there was no one to bury them. We have become an object of reproach to our neighbors, a source of mockery and ridicule to those around us. How long, Yahweh, will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy keep burning like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that don't acknowledge you, on the kingdoms that don't call on your name, for they have devoured Jacob and devastated his homeland. Do not hold past sins against us. Let your compassion come to us quickly, for we have become weak. God of our salvation, help us for the glory of your name. Deliver us and atone for our sins. Because of your name, why should the nations ask, where is their God? Before our eyes, let vengeance for the shed blood of your servants be known among the nations. Let the groans of the prisoners reach you according to your great power. Preserve those condemned to die. Pay back sevenfold to your neighbors the reproach they have hurled at you, Lord. Then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will thank you forever. We will declare your praise to generation after generation.